Chapter Eight of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Eight. Seguin, the Scalp Hunter. I have had the pleasure of being wounded in the field of battle. I say pleasure under certain circumstances wounds are luxuries how different were the feelings i experienced while smarting under woods that came by the steel of the assassin my earliest anxiety was about the depth of my wound was it mortal this is generally the first question a man puts to himself after discovering that he has been shot or stabbed a wounded man cannot always answer it either one's life-blood may be spurting from an artery at each palpitation while the actual pain felt is not worth the pricking of a pin. On reaching the Fonda, I sank exhausted on my bed. St. Vrain split my hunting shirt from cape to skirt and commenced examining my wound. I could not see my friend's face as he stood behind me, and I waited with impatience. Is it deep? I asked. Not deep as a draw-well, nor wide as a wagon-track, was the reply. You're quite safe, old fellow. Thank God and not the man who handled that knife, for the fellow plainly intended to do for you. It is the cut of a Spanish knife, and a devilish gash it is. Holler, it was a close shave, one inch more and the spine, my boy. But you're safe, I say. Here, Goad, that sponge. Sacre, muttered Goad, with true Gallic aspirate, as he handed the wet rag. I felt the cold application, then a bunch of soft raw cotton the best dressing it could have was laid over the wound and fastened by strips the most skilful surgeon could have done no more close as a clamp added st vrain as he fastened the last pin and placed me in the easiest position but what started the row and how came you to cut such a figure in it i was out thank god did you observe a strange-looking man what with the purple manga yes he sat beside us yes ha no wonder you say a strange-looking man stranger than he looks too i saw him i know him and perhaps not another in the room could say that ay there was another continued st vrain with a peculiar smile but what could have brought him there is that which puzzles me armajo could not have seen him but go on i related to st vrain the whole of my conversation with the stranger and the incidents that led to the breaking up of the fandango it is odd very odd what could he want with your horse two hundred miles and offers a thousand dollars capitaine goat had called me captain ever since the ride upon the buffalo if monsieur come two hundred mile and vous pay un mille thousand dollar he morrow like ver ver much un grand passion pour la cheval pourquoi ve he no like him ver sheep ve he no steal him i started at the suggestion and looked towards st vrain with permission of le capitaine i will le cheval cache continued the canadian moving towards the door you need not trouble yourself old norwest as far as that gentleman is concerned he'll not steal your horse 
though that's no reason why you should not fulfil your intention and cash the animal there are thieves enough in santa fe to steal the horses of a whole regiment you had better fasten him by the door here goad passed to the door and disappeared who is he i asked this man about whom there seems to be so much that is mysterious ah if you knew i will tell you some queer passages by and by but not to-night you have no need of excitement that is the famous seguin the scalp hunter the scalp hunter ay you have heard of him no doubt at least you would had you been much among the mountains i have the ruffian the wholesale butcher of innocent a dark waif danced against the wall it was the shadow of a man i looked up seguin was before me st vrain on seeing him enter had turned away and stood looking out of the window i was on the point of changing my trade into the apostrophic form and at the same time ordering the man out of my sight when something in his look influenced me to remain silent i could not tell whether he had heard or understood to whom my abusive epithets had been applied but there was nothing in his manner that betrayed his having done so i observed only the same look that had at first attracted me the same expression of deep melancholy could this be the hardened and heartless villain i had heard of the author of so many atrocities sir said he seeing that i remained silent i deeply regret what has happened to you i was the involuntary cause of your mishap is your wound a severe one it is not i replied with a dryness of manner that seemed somewhat to disconcert him i am glad of that he continued after a pause i came to thank you for your generous interference i leave santa fe in ten minutes i must bid you farewell he held forth his hand i muttered the word farewell but without offering to exchange the salutation the stories of cruel atrocity connected with the name of this man came into my mind at the moment and i felt a loathing for him his arm remained in its outstretched position while a strange expression began to steal over his countenance as he saw that i hesitated i cannot take your hand i said at length and why he asked in a mild tone why it is red red away sir away he fixed his eyes upon me with a sorrowful look there was not a spark of anger in them he drew his hand within the folds of his manga and uttering a deep sigh turned and walked slowly out of the room st vrain who had wheeled around at the close of this scene strode toward the door and stood looking after him i could see the mexican from where i lay as he crossed the quadrangular patio he had shrugged himself closely in his manga and was moving off in an attitude that betokened the deepest dejection in a moment he was out of sight having passed through the saguan and into the street there is something truly mysterious about that man tell me st vrain hush look yonder interrupted my friend pointing through the open door i looked out into the moonlight three human forms were moving along the wall towards the entrance of the patio their height their peculiar attitudes and the stealthy silence of their steps convinced me they were indians the next moment they were lost under the dark shadows of the saguan who are they i inquired worse enemies to poor seguin than you would be if you knew him better i pity him if these hungry hawks overtake him in the dark but no he's worth warning 
and a hand to help him if need be he shall have it keep cool harry i will be back in a jiffy so saying st vrain left me and the moment after i could see his light form passing hastily out of the gate i lay reflecting on the strangeness of the incidents that seemed to be occurring around me i was not without some painful reflections i had wounded the feelings of one who had not injured me and for whom my friend evidently entertained a high respect a shot hoof sounded upon the stones outside it was goad with my horse and the next moment i heard him hammering the picket pin into the pavement shortly after st vrain himself returned well i inquired what happened you nothing much that's a weasel that never sleeps he had mounted his horse before they came up with him and was very soon out of their reach but may they not follow him on horseback that is not likely he has comrades not far from here i warrant you armajo and it was he sent those villains on his track has no force that dare follow him when he gets upon the wild hills no fear for him once he has cleared the houses but my dear st vrain tell me what you know of this singular man i am wound up to a pitch of curiosity not to-night harry not to-night i do not wish to cause you further excitement besides i have reason to leave you now to-morrow then good-night good-night and so saying my mercurial friend left me to goad and to a night of restlessness End of chapter eight